You're listening to Bitcoin, blockchain and the technologies of our future with Naomi Brockwell. Welcome everyone. We are here at the Liberty Forum in Manchester, New Hampshire. I'm here with Chris Pacier. You would have known him from many other segments on my channel, also from the crypto panel this morning. He is the lead backend developer for OpenBazaar. He's also a Bitcoin Cash developer. And today we're going to be talking about Avalanche. So thank you so much for, for chatting with me. Uh, thank you very much. So um, Avalanche is this new thing that I've been hearing about recently. And it's the idea is to make uh, Bitcoin Cash transactions instantaneous. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, the way that we want to use it in um, Bitcoin Cash would be to make um, kind of for something called pre-consensus, which would enable transactions to be mostly instantaneous. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean by pre-consensus? So... Um, maybe I can can kind of give an, an example of this. So back in I don't know, maybe March of last year, this was when Craig Wright was still involved in Bitcoin Cash. Um, him and uh, Calvin announced that they were just going to start um, uh, essentially orphaning or rejecting blocks that contained what they considered to be double spends. And this proposal was pretty roundly criticized by anyone who understands how Bitcoin works because there's no way for these different um, nodes to reconcile their differences. Some nodes see one transaction first, some see another first, and if they're just rejecting blocks based on whatever they see first, that's a pretty easy way to cause a fork in the blockchain. Um, however, if you had a mechanism by which the miners could um, and nodes could um, come to a consensus before a block is created, if they could come to a consensus on what transactions are valid and which ones aren't, then you could potentially reject blocks that contain double spends because now there, you have a consensus in doing that and it, you, you wouldn't be risking a, a chain split in doing so. How does that work? Like, what did you guys come up with that enabled you to be able to differentiate? So it's not just like whoever hears at first, you know, rejects any ones that come after that. Yeah, so Avalanche is... Um, it's it's pretty pretty novel idea and it's it's pretty simple so I can explain it like imagine you have a a room full of people and you're trying to make a decision between two transactions we'll call it A and B um, and let's say we start in the worst case scenario where half the room saw A first and half the room saw B first so what you're going to do is you're going to you're it's going to be like a polling mechanism so you're going to pick a few people from the room at random and you're going to ask them uh, do you consider this transaction to be valid or not and if the response comes back, and let's say the majority come back and say they, they, they do consider the transaction valid, if, if you also consider the transaction valid, then you just stay the same. If they say they consider the transaction, sorry, transa if they consider A to be valid and you also consider A to be valid, you stay the same. If they consider B to be valid and, and you're A, then you flip to your preference to B, okay? So that constitutes one round. And you're going to do this, everyone in the room is going to do this. And we're going to do this multiple rounds. So, you know, five, six, eight, ten, whatever it takes. Eventually, what's going to happen is everyone in the room is going to come to a consensus. So at the end of the first round, it might be like 51-49 split. And at the end of round two, it might be 60-40, then 75-25, and 95-5, and then 100 to zero. So the system pretty quickly comes to a consensus that way by this kind of polling and flipping mechanism. Um, and so... Essentially, the, the basic idea behind Avalanche in Bitcoin Cash is whenever a transaction comes in, we're going to start pulling other nodes 
and using the same process. And very quickly, we're going to come to a consensus as to whether this is a valid transaction or an invalid one. And everyone's going to end up in agreement. And so the miners will then pick, you know, right now miners pick between the entire set of all transactions and they, they build their blocks. Like Avalanche just kind of narrows the set of the transactions with, from which miners can then pick from to only a set that are considered to be valid. And then, um, and then the miners can pick from that set and create their block. And the idea is that these would be like two second uh, tra transaction validations, is that correct? Yeah, it doesn't take that long. So I've written um, a proof of concept that I have running on the Bitcoin Cash mainnet today. We have a few nodes up and running. And um, you can even go, I have a website that I created, uh, avalanche.bchd.cash. And if you go there, it shows as the transactions come in to the, and they're made on the Bitcoin Cash network, it shows you on the website, it lists whenever they're, um, they're finalized by Avalanche and the amount of time it took. And so most transactions, it's about like two seconds um, to finalize a transaction. So that doesn't mean the transaction is included in a block in two seconds, but what it means is that no once it's finalized, no, no double spend of that transaction is allowed to be included in the future block. So this is very helpful for anyone who's, for example, if you're a merchant and uh, or you're paying for coffee or if you want to make a transaction and you don't want to be hanging around for 10 minutes, um, you know, we don't want to have to, to hang around a store for another 10 minutes to wait for a confirmation. This is something that will come in very useful. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a whole, whole range of things that now become viable, like in-person payments um, at, a, at a register. There's also... Um, exchanges don't really need to wait. Typically today, exchanges will make you wait several hours before you can use your coins. And so, um, you know, with, with that, I mean, they could basically take the coins pretty much instantly. Um, so, uh, yeah, there, there's quite a bit that can be done. It also, it, there's some other benefits too. So, um, if, if you can't reverse a transaction that has been finalized then it removes a lot of the incentive to try and do a 51% attack, the financial incentive, because one of the main incentives to 51% attack is to, like someone will send some coins to an exchange, wait for them to confirm, and then try and do a 51% attack to get their money back. But with this, they wouldn't be able to do that. Um, they could still do a 51% attack just to be disruptive, and it would be like a denial of service type deal. But... Um, but that's like the worst they could do is kind of a denial of service. So it's, it's kind of strengthening the system a little bit in that sense. And then there's a side benefit um, that because the nodes and miners are coming to this pre-agreement on the set of valid transactions, it means that we can, when we propagate blocks around the network, we can use kind of a minimal amount of data possible to propagate those blocks. So it's called um, mempool synchronization is the name for that. But like the more synchronized and in, in agreement the different nodes are on the, the set of transactions that are going to be going into the next block, the less data we have to transmit blocks with, which means we can scale it more than, than we otherwise would too. And you mentioned, you said you were writing this up, but this is an idea that was actually released sometime last year by an anonymous person who first thought of you know, the idea of, of Avalanche. So what, what's, what's the history of this so far? Yeah, um, so it was released, the paper was released on IPFS and it just under the name like Team Rocket. Um, Team Rocket? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, so... And was it Bitcoin Cash specific or was it just a theory that could be applied to anything? Yeah, exactly. It was just a, a generic, here's a new consensus algorithm. Um, some other people have adopted it. There's actually 
a group of people working on building uh, in, in a separate cryptocurrency that uses exclusively Avalanche um, without the proof of work part of it. Um, but um, but so that'll be an interesting coin to see when that comes out. Um, yeah, how would the how would the mechanics of that work? So one thing that you need um, that Avalanche needs is because we're polling people and with it's like a voting type system. Um, you don't want to allow just anyone to vote because they can try and disrupt the vote. Um, so you have to restrict who's allowed to vote. And in Bitcoin Cash, the proposal is kind of there's several different ones. We haven't fully come to an agreement, but um, we could look at like the the miners who have produced the previous blocks are the ones who do the voting. Um, so it's still kind of tying into the proof of work in the system um, and limiting the the voting base to people who have mine blocks. Um, what they're planning on doing in Avalanche is kind of like a proof of stake in the Avalanche coin is like a proof of stake. So like people who hold coins are the part of the voting group, um, which is interesting because it doesn't suffer from the normal proof of stake problem because proof of stake has the issue with um, there's like this nothing at stake problem that's real difficult to solve. And um, this, this doesn't suffer from that because they're not using it for like Nakamoto consensus. They're using proof of stake for avalanche consensus. So um, it doesn't have that same type of problem. So, yeah. And so now this is something that you have written up specifically for Bitcoin Cash. And this is something you're looking like you want the community to adopt. But this is primarily just you testing out the system right now. Yeah. So there's, I mean, we have... I don't know if we have, we don't, in fact, I'm pretty sure we don't have like an, a, a consensus among the community and developers for Avalanche, but it seems like we're kind of going in that direction. Um, I know Amory, who's the, the main developer for Bitcoin ABC, who's the one who started Bitcoin Cash, um, is really big on Avalanche. In fact, it was kind of his idea, I think, to use Avalanche and Bitcoin Cash to start with him and uh, Imangun Sarer, who's a professor at Cornell University. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of their idea, and then and I just kind of like, he had a little bit of code in, in Bitcoin ABC. I kind of copied some of that over to, to my code base and then did the, the rest of it necessary to make like a working prototype. And where are you at, uh, at this point in terms of testing it out and, um, and getting other people to test it? You have an operating system right now. Yeah, so it's, it's just started. Um, there's a lot of parameters in the system that are not finalized yet. Um, and there's uh, quite a bit of like testing and simulation that needs to be done uh, to kind of figure out what those optimal parameters are, you know, figure out what the different like thresholds we can withstand of like people trying to attack the system and what types of attacks can people do. So there's a lot of analysis we still have to do um, before we could produce something that might be production ready. So this sounds like a definitely um, like it's definitely an interesting step forward for Bitcoin Cash. I know that Bitcoin Cash seems to focus more on everyday use cases for Bitcoin rather than just a settlement layer. Actually, you know, practically speaking, day to day. So this could be really helpful in uh, in that side of things for for everyday purchases. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, having fast um, transactions was something that I've I've kind of wanted to see in Bitcoin for a really long time. And there, we had these debates back in like 2014, 2015 in the Bitcoin community over zero confirmation transactions. And at the time, I always felt like someday in the future, we're going to know of a way to do this and solve this problem. We didn't know. One day we'll solve all the problems. <laughs> Crypto will work one day when we've solved all of these <laughs> problems. Yeah, exactly. So it was, 
it was something that I was always, I felt like we were always going to be able to do. This is an engineering problem. We got to be able to figure it out somehow. And I mean, the, so like my, I was arguing back then, like we shouldn't be taking steps to try and make zero comp less reliable. In fact, we should be going in the other direction. And then like the main Bitcoin developers kind of were arguing the opposite. Like, no, we don't need, we want it to be a settlement system. We don't even want people to be using it for, for transactions. So like we should be taking it and making it less useful and, and uh, <laughs> work not. What we want is fewer people to be able to use this for fewer occasions. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, here, here we are, um, you know, years later, and it seems like we have a pretty solid grasp on how to do this and something that can potentially work. So it, it'll be interesting to see if we can make it happen. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. I really appreciate it. And keep me updated when, uh, when you guys grow larger and more people are using it and, and let me know how it all goes. Thank you. Yep. For extra material and any links mentioned in this podcast, please visit naomibrockwell.com. If you'd like to watch the video version, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute or DTube. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future.